Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Well, we're coming to your city. What is actually still on the table, though, to bring gas prices down at this point? Because the president has said and made very clear that there's not much left that he can do. The reality is that there isn't very much more to be done. But we also know that the price of gasoline is, is not set by a dial in the Oval Office. It's great political theater to point and just say, oh, prices are up. And my reaction is, duh, they're up for everybody. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 298. And day 3-11 since Joey, your president, decided, uh, promised that he would not abandon Americans behind enemy lines. It's going to be day 300. And just a couple of weeks ago, Winkin, Tony Blinken admits we still have hundreds of Americans there. Never mind our Afghan allies. Never mind the thousands of green card holders. Never mind the billions of equipment. And nobody wants to talk about it. They've all turned the page. Anyway, thanks for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I don't know if you've been following the news, but uh, we had a really significant threat on Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh um, that 
I think everybody needs to pay attention to. Some guy looking to kill Brett Kavanaugh uh, over the leaked abortion draft has been arrested with a weapon near the Supreme Court justice's home. Now, this, by the way, is an armed California guy arrested by Justice Kavanaugh's Maryland home, carrying a gun, carrying a knife, arrested in Montgomery County, Maryland. He was armed. And anyway, they've been able to law enforcement sources confirmed to Fox News. The, su- the suspect was carrying all of this and the suspect had made violent threats against Kavanaugh. And the man's name is being withheld at this time. But sources say he's in his 20s from California, picked up in a nearby street. He did not get to the Kavanaugh home. No tr- the charges will be filed, as I understand it, later this afternoon. Um, now this gets to the point of, you know, how did we get to this point? What have I been saying? There's four buckets the Democrats are going to rely on to run in the midterm elections. It's now June 8th today. So the elections are very close by. And it's going to be a flash of an eye and boom, we're going to be at midterm election time. And what's really unbelievable and spectacular. Now, if I was if it was a conservative that gave out the address of a Supreme Court justice and some guy with a knife and a gun showed up, obviously wanting to cause harm to that justice. What do you think the mob and the media would do? They would blame the Republican or the conservative that stupidly it was it's dumb to give out the address of any public figure Uh, being in the public eye all these years. Yes, I've had my own share of threats, many of them, many of them actually real. And it's it's, it goes with the territory. Don't talk about it a lot. It happens to a lot of people and is never fun. That part I can tell you. But you think back now. Imagine if it was a liberal justice and imagine that I had gone to the steps of the U.S. Supreme Court and I mentioned two liberal justices name just kind of like, oh, Chuck Schumer did. And I said, you've unleashed the whirlwind and you will pay the price and then go on to say, you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. You might recall this. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Now, it it raises a lot of other questions, because when all of this doxing happened, I'm saying this is a really dangerous thing here because you had all these protests that were going on because people gave out the addresses of Supreme Court justices. For the life of me, what they're thinking and how they don't understand how dangerous this all can be is is beyond any comprehension I have. If you go back to May the 10th, Chuck Schumer was asked the question, are you comfortable with protests that we saw outside of the homes with Supreme Court justices over the weekend? Chuck Schumer's answer? Yes. If now, protests are peaceful, yes. My house is, there's protests three, four times a week outside my house. That's the, uh, the American way to peacefully protest is okay. And I've been, that's my wife. Um, maybe there's a protest outside. When the White House was asked about this, Jen Psaki was asked about this, you know, they, they seem to be encouraging, quote, as long as they're peaceful, sure, show up. Well, you know, they're drawing coat hangers in the street outside of a justice's home. 
The justices have family. This is only done to harass, to intimidate, and it is a threat to the justices and their family. That would be the same for any any justice or any elected official. You don't give out their home address. They've got families. There are innocent people inside. Uh, anyway, this is Jen Psaki supporting this. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. But the silence is pretty deafening about all of the other intimidation that we've seen to a number of people. Now stop for a second there. We encourage it. The White House under Joe Biden, they said, no, we encourage the protests to continue as long as they're peaceful. And when asked to condemn the protesters targeting the justices' home, she won't do it. Listen. Do you think the progressive activists that are now planning protests outside some of the justices' houses are extreme? Peaceful protest? No. Peaceful protest is not extreme. Some of these justices have young kids, but their neighbors are not all public figures. So would the president think about waving off activists that want to go into residential neighborhoods in Virginia and Maryland? Uh, Peter, look, I think our view here is that peaceful protest, there's a long history in the United States and the country of that. And we certainly encourage people to uh, keep it peaceful and not resort to any level of violence. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence. I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I would never, ever give out the address of a public figure, of an elected official, ever. Because it's reckless and it's irresponsible. And you know what? You keep the public debate in the public. You don't bring it to their homes and threaten their families and intimidate, harass their families. Because that's all they're trying to do here. But, the, you know, for example, anytime that there's, look, look at what they've done recently. Fox News is responsible for the shooter. He watches Fox News. No, the Fox News is not responsible. You know, the Oklahoma's, well, I got to blame talk radio and people like Rush Limbaugh because they respond, their rhetoric caused all. But no, he didn't cause that. Nobody supports bombing a federal building, terrorism. No, we don't. We never did. We never will. But there's been a lot of violent Democratic rhetoric. Just This is just a small montage. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. But I like to debate this gentleman. And I said, no, I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. You got to be ready to take a punch. You got to be ready to throw a punch. You get out and you clear the crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. Everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Get up in the face of some Congress people. It does you any good running away from Donald Trump. I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. How dare he say the things he does? Of course I want to punch him in the face. Right. Yes. Yes. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? <laughs> but Michelle says that, you know, when they go low, we go up. No. no. When they go low, we kick them. 
What if I said these things or any talk radio host or anybody on Fox News said these things? The, the worst part of all of it is if Roe is overturned, it's it, the, the hyperbole, the lying, the recklessness, the ap- apocalyptic rhetoric, uh, hyperbole. It's all a lie. Abortion's not going to be outlawed. The four, but we're going to run on abortion. We're going to run on guns. We're going to run on January 6th uh, and the show trial that begins tomorrow night. And we're going to run on the usual playbook. Republicans are racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic. Add that they want dirty air and water and they want to kill grandma and grandpa. I mean, this that's all they've got because they have nothing else to run on. Republicans implored the DOJ, Biden's DOJ, to provide security for Supreme Court justices because of these left-wing mobs gathering outside their homes and the administration giving their full approval and encouragement to this. The Biden administration said no. They said no. I guess they were too busy arresting, you know, grandmas caught wandering near the Capitol on January 6th, which we have, you know, forget the 574 other riots. You know, forget the billions in property damage, forget the dozens of dead Americans, forget the thousands of injured cops. We're not going to investigate that. You know, thanks to the Biden administration's decision to look the other way and encourage all of this. um, Now we got to the point where, you know, something horrific could have happened. Unbelievable. A man carrying this, this handgun, knife, pepper spray. Thank God the cops got a hold of him. By the way, there's a story in National Review. Apparently, this isn't the only target of the violent left in the last 24 hours. Pro-abortion terrorists firebombed a pro-life Christian pregnancy center in Buffalo, New York, yesterday, inflicting significant damage on the building and vandalizing the remains with their organization's name. The pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge has developed a reputation for resorting to violence, claimed responsibility for the attack. It left glass shattered. Much of the interior of the office burned and destroyed. The arsonist left graffiti on the wall that read Jane was here. This organization has committed multiple such incidents in the last few months, including one in which they firebombed the headquarters of the Wisconsin Family Action, a pro-life group in in Madison, Wisconsin, last month. They left a message there. If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. New York's governor, for example, not only ignored the violence, but earmarked $35 million in taxpayer funds to increase security at abortion clinics. What about the other side of this debate? Americans have disagreements all the time. Extremist Democrats are, what, planning now to blockade the Supreme Court, according to the Epic Times, in light of what just happened with Brett Kavanaugh and what happened at this, this one Christian pro-life center? In an online meeting last night organized by Shutdown DC, several activist groups joining forces to plan how to prevent justices from entering the U.S. Supreme Court on June the 13th. That's the first Monday after one of the court's three remaining conference days. No one knows when the anticipated decision will go public. According to the messages seen by the Epic Times, the protesters currently only one attempt to block it. Why are we sending people here? Then they're giving out instructions on how to do it. The difference is, like when Steve Scalise was shot in the ball field by a Bernie Sanders supporter, at least we're honest enough to say, I don't blame Bernie Sanders for that. I hold the people accountable for their actions. Bernie Sanders, if he told them to do it, that would be a different story. He did not. Uh, same, you get Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. He had Earth in the Balance, Al Gore's unhinged book. 
Uh, is Al Gore responsible for the Unibot? No, he's not. But the dishonesty of the left is they always try to blame conservatives if, in fact, well, he had a copy of Hannity's book or a copy of Rush's book or Mark Levin's book, and then he watches Fox News. Oh, man, that caused it. That's what caused it. It's intellectually lazy and dishonest, and we're consistent on this show. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink, under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking, patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. And guess what? Sean Hannity is doing the same. He's been purchasing precious metals like gold and silver from the top-rated company, GoldCo. GoldCo is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. And they've placed over $2 billion in precious metal sales for people just like you. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. That's right, up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So if you're looking to diversify your savings, visit HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver, so don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, All right? So the sham Hollywood uh, theater production um, hearing is going to start on January for this January sixth committee uh, tomorrow night in prime time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the New York Times actually spilled the beans about what it is that they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. They're doing it. 
because that's one of the four buckets that Democrats think they can talk about because they have nothing to point to that they can say they're successful at. But that's number one. But it's all right. We'll talk about abortion. We'll run on uh, on repealing the Second Amendment or limiting gun rights. Uh, We'll talk about January 6th. And uh, while we're at it, we'll, we'll call Republicans all sorts of names. But they want to use these hearings to refocus voters attention. In other words, every day we're getting slapped in the face in the side of our head. Their problem is that when the hearing's over, uh, people are going to go fill up their car and they're going to be pissed off again because they're paying five bucks a gallon for gasoline instead of two dollars and thirty nine cents that they were paying under Donald Trump, because that's what Joe inherited when he became president. And anyway, so we know what's going on here. Um, We know that. Donald Trump, this is what they will not tell you in these hearings tomorrow, that on January 4th, that we had the acting Secretary of Defense, Christopher Miller, who's on my show this week. We had Cash Patel, who is the chief of staff for the Secretary of Defense. We had Mark Meadows, chief of staff for the president and the president. And uh, today I was able to get in contact. The only other person in the room and we not talked to beforehand he happens to be traveling abroad. I don't want to give the location. I don't know if it's public or not. Is General Milley and a source close to the general did confirm to me that, in fact, he remembers discussions about January 6th and, and safety in the, in the area and that that was all brought up. So, I mean, everybody in the room acknowledges it. Now, if you want to make the conclusion that Donald Trump caused this, why would he have authorized the 20,000 troops? And if the committee really wanted to get to the bottom of it, why didn't they ask the people that had the authority to use the troops why they didn't use them? Muriel Bowser and Nancy Pelosi. show the mainstream media loves to hate this is the sean hannity show 25 to the top of the hour now maybe this is the canary in the coal mine or an example of what could be a wave election which we're all hoping for which the country desperately needs as we talk about all the problems every day um this was pretty amazing san francisco one of if not the most liberal cities in America, the liberal, most liberal city, New York is a close one. You got L.A., you, you got Chicago, et cetera. Pick your liberal city. But this is right up there at the top. Anyway, even San Francisco voters ousted their progressive D.A. Uh, in a recall election because of his soft on crime policies following surges and shameless shoplifting. You know, as long as you don't steal a thousand bucks worth of stuff, we're not going to bother you. We're not going to touch you. And then, of course, stores start closing. Jobs start getting eliminated. 20% of the population, I'm getting out of here. They don't want to put up with it. We sent, uh, for example, Lawrence Jones reporting for my show a couple of times has been out there in Nancy Pelosi's home district. And literally one mile from her house on one side, one mile in the other direction is her office. And in between, you got people defecating in, in, in the streets and urinating in the streets and shooting up drugs all over the place. It's insane. Anyway, so they have ousted their progressive DA in this recall election. 
rejected his soft on crime policies following surges and in, in shameless shoplifting, car break-ins, rampant open-air drug dealing, and the recall effort of this guy Bowden, a, a former public defender, son of convicted weather underground terrorists, that's Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn's group, supported by 61% of voters in, in the returns that came in up to this point. It was called Proposition H on the ballot. Maybe, you know, this could be a bellwether for other liberal cities. We'll have to wait and see. You have a former Republican businessman in L.A. in a primary in California also uh, beating a longtime liberal Democrat in L.A.'s mayoral primary. You have a runoff that's going to happen. So you have a potential big, huge upset in the making in Los Angeles. Now, this goes, you know, all of a sudden I, I looked at the poll that showed uh, there are three candidates running for the primary in, in New York for governor. You got uh, Lee Zeldin, the congressman, good guy. You have Andrew Giuliani, the mayor's son, good guy. Rob Astorino, former Westchester County, um, I don't know, head. I don't know what the supervisor, I think is what he was called. Anyway, he's running. He's a good guy, too. Um, but they had Lee Zeldin in a head-to-head matchup against Hochul, who took over for Andrew Cuomo, and it's within the margin of error. This is New York. Anyway, so what's interesting here is Caruso and the, the two top finishers will square off in a runoff. Caruso was ahead with 42% to Bass's 37%. And with voters in a foul, sour mood after two years of COVID-19 pandemic, you know, and the homelessness crisis, gun violence, the vote was viewed as a referendum on whether L.A. would stick with liberal Democratic leadership that has been in charge for the last half century. I mean, is this the canary in the coal? I don't know if it's the canary in the coal mine, but I will tell you this. It's getting pretty darn interesting out there. And I think we're going to see what happened in San Francisco happen in other places as well. Now, the Washington Free Beacon, the Daily Mail, a number of other news outlets uh, pointed out with this recall in San Francisco uh, I, apparently, George Soros, the Washington Free Beacon reports, spent more than $40 million in the past decade to elect scores of these liberal prosecutors in half of America's largest jurisdictions, many of which now are royal by crime. Anyway, Democratic megadonors back 75 so-called justice reform prosecutors through direct contributions and PACs and other third-party entities Uh the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund revealed in their June report, uh, and they said that many had little prosecutorial experience when elected, and they represent 72 million Americans in some of the nation's most populous, uh, populated municipalities. And anyway, 10 Soros prosecutors, including Philadelphia DA Larry uh, Krasner and L.A. District Attorney Gascon, received $13 million in just the last four years going on to win races that they had vastly outraised their competition by as much as, in some cases, 90%. In each race, according to the Free Beacon, Soros was the single greatest donor to the campaign. In the case of San Francisco, Bowden takes over there in January 2020 after raising hundreds of thousands of dollars from donors associated with Soros. And their studies showed for the first time that this funding Installation of these DAs is fundamentally dismantling the criminal justice system as we know it. Well, at some point, all of these issues are now coming to a head. You, you, the price of gas, inflation at a 40-year high. 
Americans now paying a, an inflation Biden tax, a Biden inflation tax of, of close to $6,000 per household. Americans paying an additional at least prices keep rising. So the number will go higher at least another $2,000 a year. If you fill up your car and you drive to and from work and drive anywhere else in between. I mean, th- these are really tough times. So it's the conditions are ripe for a wave election. And but again, Republicans need good candidates that are going to fight, stand on the issues. It's not hard to be a conservative. I say this all the time. It's actually pretty easy. Conservatism is pretty simple when you break it down. What do conservatives believe? That we want limited government. We want more freedom. We want more liberty. We believe in our Constitution. We believe in capitalism, not redistribution of wealth. We believe in limited government regulation as limited as humanly possible low taxes so people can keep more of their hard-earned money which incentivizes people uh we want people that believe in the constitution on the bench we believe in law and order we need safety and security for every american in every town and every city so they can pursue happiness we believe in choice and education because you can't get any worse in terms of the amount of money we spend, more per capita per student with the worst results in the industrialized world, we could do a lot better in education. That, of course, became a big issue in the gubernatorial race in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And we believe, oh, in secure borders. We believe in energy independence. We believe in the principle of peace through strength. That means the strongest, meanest, toughest uh, military on the face of this earth, bar none. We're not there yet. We're falling behind very quickly, and more specifically, China, they're building up their military, and they have for some time now. We believe in free and fair trade. What what part of this am I missing here? It's not that complicated. We believe in, and most conservatives believe in freedom, freedom of people, you know, to live their lives as they choose. I I don't know many conservatives that really give a flying rip what, what people are doing in their private life. Many conservatives, they might disagree on on pro-life issues. Okay, we believe in our First Amendment. We believe in our Second Amendment. These are not complicated things. If Republicans stick to the basics and they sign their name to a piece of paper and they promise that they're going to fight for those issues, they can win elections and keep winning elections because they'll be rewarded for doing so. So Democrats, the only thing they can run on is, let's see, abortion guns, January 6th, and Republicans are racist, sexist, homophobic, blah, blah, blah. The other thing, you know, you see the nervousness in which they're pressing now the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland to indict Donald Trump now before it's too late. Over at Fake News CNN, top Democratic leaders in Washington across the country fear Donald Trump might be running for president again by the time that the Attorney General Merrick Garland decides whether to prosecute him for the January 6th insurrection. Well, th- th- this is the whole thing point of what i've been saying to you is on january 4th i've got four people in the room confirming the specific conversation four out of five saying that donald trump as required by law authorized up to twenty thousand national guard troops to be available for nancy pelosi and muriel bowser at that point the jurisdiction once it's approved you you can now call them up at any point. Nancy Pelosi's not called before the committee. That's why I say they have a predetermined outcome. Now they hire this ABC bigwig, 
the guy that spiked the story on Jeffrey Epstein, according to reports, oh, we could have known a lot earlier who this guy really was, and they spiked the story? I think it was, well, who's the anchor? I think it was Amy Robach on the set recorded saying, this is ridiculous, they won't let me run this story. She was angry because she had done the work, had the background, had it confirmed, and they weren't going to let it. Let her let her tell the story. So Democrats, and they're not going to talk about if Donald Trump wanted the, uh, what happened on January 6th to happen, why would he ever have authorized calling up 20,000 troops? You need that authorization for Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser to do it. Remember in the summer of 2020, the 574 riots that killed dozens of Americans. They don't have a committee for this. That literally cost billions in property damage that injured thousands of cops. No committee for that. But remember, there were moments when the president was basically begging these cities like Portland and others to take the guard help and restore law and order. But they wouldn't take the guard help. Well, now, if you really want to get to the bottom of how how January 6th happened and what they can do to prevent it from ever happening again, you got to ask if the president authorized this. And I got the statement from people close to General Milley. He he recalls those discussing the issue of safety and security around January 6th. He happens to be traveling abroad, but they did confirm that he recalls those conversations. So now all five people in the room acknowledge that it was on President Trump's mind to protect people. They're not going to play, I'm sure, as part of their highly Hollywood slick produced uh, two hour extravaganza or however long this thing is going to last. Um, I doubt they're going to play President Trump saying many of you will now peacefully, patriotically march to the White House so your voices will be heard. You know, so this is like Trump's third impeachment, their ongoing soap opera. How come they're not interested in the 574 other riots that happened in the summer of 2020 and preventing it from ever happening again? Why didn't they let Jim Jordan and Jim Banks on the committee? Because they would have asked these questions. That's why they're not on the committee. You know, it's like a big soap opera, big, you know, Broadway production, Hollywood production. They're going to put on a big show and they're going to want you to conclude Donald Trump wanted this to happen. He encouraged it. He incited it. It's an insurrection. It's sedition. They'll use all the big words over and over and over and over and over again. But they're not going to tell you that he authorized 20,000 troops up to 20,000 to be called up if needed because big crowds were coming that day and tensions were high in the country coming off a summer of 574 riots. You got to be kidding me. So they'll kick it off in this, this slickly produced Hollywood extravaganza and keep out the main point in this. You know, and then you'll get your liberal commentators all over fake news. You know, Bob Woodward is out there. They conspired in a criminal way to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, okay, good luck proving that. Because I don't think only 17% of Americans, by the way, now believe Trump was solely responsible for this. That's it. And I don't think this is going to change any of this. And then we find out the real intention of people like Jamie Raskin. We have the congenital liar on the committee. The only two Republicans that they would allow are the two biggest Trump-hating Republicans. How is that a fair... Yeah. How, how, how are we going to keep this, the Capitol safe and secure in the future? As I was condemning it on this show in real time, as I condemned it that night on TV. Got to protect our elected officials. What I do is I build just the exact same security that they have at the White House. You create a perimeter... You put 
you know, cement barricades in the way. You prevent people. There's got to be entry points only. Big fences like they have at the White House. And a lot of people, especially when there are protests going on, you call up the guard. You bring in enough people to control law and order like they should have done in the summer of 2020. But Jamie Raskin, you know, wants to get rid of this this old outdated relic called the Constitution and Article 2 and the Electoral College the way we elect presidents in this country. So then only states like New York and New Jersey and Illinois and California will have a say in those elections because of the the high density and, and population difference between some of the other states. This was done by this was done by design so every state would have an equal say in who gets elected president. That's it. It's, it's really simple. Anyway, there have been more than 700 amendments proposed to modify or abolish the Electoral College. None of them has succeeded. Look, if they want to try and change the Constitution and amend the Constitution, they need a two-thirds vote in both houses of Congress and ratification by three-fourths of the states. Uh, that's not going to happen in all of this. But they want you to believe it's going to happen. It's it's pretty unbelievable. And it's 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 all theater. You want to protect the cap I want to protect the Capitol. Build a build a huge fence. Put up cement barricades. If you have crowds coming to town, bring in the guard. Do it as a matter of course so it doesn't ever happen again. It's like we should protect every school with undercover, armed security, retired military, retired police, and trained specifically for school shooting incidents. One way in, one way out. That's it. One point of entry and metal detectors. Add those things. And you don't have to go after Second Amendment rights. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited run, half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. 